Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Looking for Love in All the Wrong Dust Jackets, a show where three cool, crazy ladies come to you with latest uh, in romance, whether that's books, movies, TV shows, video games, who knows, whatever we want. My name is Liz. I'm Danny. Uh, and I'm Aaron. Wait, Wiggles. <laughs> Keep it. The belch in there and then your name as well. Yep. Today, we're talking... I'm sorry. Go for it. Go for it. Today, we're talking to you about A Soul to Keep by Opal Rain. But before we get into that, gotta do the usual. Listen, folks, we're some crass ladies. We're gonna swear. We're gonna talk about the sexy times. And this is a monster romance. So you know it's got some sexy times. So just be prepared. It's true. I enunciate my swears like a fucking lady. There you have it. Mm -hmm. It's a good skill to have. (laughs) (laughs) okay what have you guys been up to though talk to me about what you've been reading listening to watching what are you doing i mostly have been watching chicago med while i was reading this book in your house liz i know i saw the recommendation on my tv and i was like who the fuck watches chicago med and i was like oh danny was here i i was cat sitting for you and i sat on your couch and read this book and watched chicago med because i don't really need to pay attention to it although there are some good romances in there Hmm. Well, I read The Bone Clocks, um, which is, I can't even remember the author's name because I'm so annoyed. Um, he he wrote Cloud Atlas, which everybody was like, wow, this is so fucking good. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to read this. And oh my God, what a fucking waste of time. I'm, I'm mad. I'm livid. Because here's the thing. It's supposed to be about this young girl's life, right? And you know what instead ends up fucking happening? We have to listen to three entire sections of this book that are from a a different man's perspective. And they're all just bitching about their wives. Do you know how many monologues you can read about men bitching about their wives before you just like lose your fucking mind? I don't know either, but I'm close. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I've been reading. Uh, I finished uh, Witches Get Stitches by Juliet Cross, which is the third in the Stay a Spell series. Uh, if you've heard that one before, that's because Wiggles is ahead of me on book six. Are you? Yes. Is that what you are? I just okay. I haven't uh, started started it yet because I finally got the audiobook because it just came out like about a week ago, and I, then I had to wait for my like credits to load up. Yeah. And so I'm excited for this weekend. I need to start listening to those because one, you guys are both obsessed, and I need to, and two, audiobook. Audiobook Audio Daddy. Daddy. Hmm. Chef's kiss. I will say the downside to listening to audiobooks, at least for me, is sometimes I will be like invested. I'm like finding all the spare time in the world to listen. And other times I'm like, ugh, I need need a break from content. And so I'll just like go back to listening to music or, you know, whatever. And this was kind of that time. So it took me a long time to get through it. But I don't think that has anything to say about the book. I think that's just me. Well, audiobook experiences and reading aren't necessarily the same experience. And, um, you know, that's part of why I like Audiobook Daddy so much is because a lot of times I'll listen to an audiobook and the inflection choices that the narrator makes can take a line that would probably seem like sarcastic and funny and turn it into something that seems whiny and annoying. Right. And so he does a really good job of making me not hate the things that he's saying. But yeah. So, um, so I think that they're, they're really fun. And, um, the, 
if you don't want to read something that's too serious, this is great. Yeah. Like, really low stakes in terms of, like, world, but high stakes in terms of personal. Okay, so let's talk about this book. So, we start with Rhea, who's been completely disowned by her entire village and treated like shit her entire life. Why? Because her entire family was murdered in front of her by demons. That's right, fucking demons. And so they put her in a shed by herself and, like, feed her scraps and shit, and she fucking hates everything. And when she finally comes of age and it's time for a particular type of demon, a dust walker, to come and retrieve his prize, she's trussed up like a bride and sent along her way with him. Um, Then he pretty much, like, tries to treat her nice, but is also a fucking demon who doesn't understand humanity very well. And she's also, like yo, your people fucking murdered my family and made my life fucking hell. But somehow they find a way to come together. But the problem is this man's obsessed with taking her goddamn soul. And that's not super great because, you know, you need it. So she goes on to sort of fall in love with him, sort of just want to fuck him because she's uh, into that bestiality kink. Woo! And uh, they get along pretty well until a lady from his past comes along and fucks their shit up. And that is where I'll leave you because we're going to talk about the rest. Um, to quote Janet from The Good Place, not a demon. Whatever, man. He's not a demon. He That's a whole a thing in the story. He is not a demon. He's a dust walker, which is part spirit, part human, part unknown. Part trash. He's not trash. <laughs> He's bootyful. He's like if an owl ate a series of animals and coughed it back up and put it back together and made a thing. I'm very attracted to him, so fuck off. <laughs> I'm just um, saying, it's true. Anyway, before we also, get into- she did not come of age. She is 26. Yeah, I don't know why you think's come of age. She's 26. Whatever, man. Did you read this book? I did. I just was annoyed. <laughs> oh, my God. Whatever. Anyway. So, this book is by Opal Rain. Uh, this is the first in a series that currently has- four books but i think is slated to maybe have nine if i'm remembering correctly um and she's from australia i may have mentioned that just a second ago or may not have and uh she originally wanted a book that kind of had some sort of character like the way orpheus is described some big hulking monstrous barely humanoid kind of creature and couldn't find anything at least when she wrote it um, that was similar to him. And so she wrote this series. Woo! There you go. Perfect. Great. Mm-hmm. Great author rundown. I'm proud of you. Uh, yeah, it's called reading the back of the book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, what would you guys like to start with? Because I have so many thoughts. I love this series. I know Wiggles doesn't, and that's fine, because she's wrong. Um, she is indeed wrong because I I have not read this series, mm-hmm. but I have read this book. Everybody's entitled to like and dislike <laughs> what they want, except for you. Except for you, go fuck yourself. No, well, just kidding. I mean I that was pretty much the the consensus when you guys didn't like a book I put out there. So <laughs> it was yeah, but fuck you, Wiggles. <laughs> Seems to be a running theme. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I kind of knew you wouldn't like it, um, but. I I love it so much because I love world building. And I think this world that our author has created is very nuanced and interesting, especially if you read 
more of the books because you learn more and more about the universe. Um, you learn more about how demons got there. You learn more about the elves, more about um, the dust walkers and like their parents or whatever you want to call <laughs> um, owl witch or witch owl and the void that is their father. Um, so, yeah. Mm hmm. And how the world got to the way it was. Because it was essentially a world almost exactly like ours until the portal was opened and the demons came. Which aren't demons like demons from hell. They're very different. Well, why don't we talk about the world then? Let's start there. Um, when it when we're first introduced to it, and I'm sure this is intentional with the idea of like unveiling the mystery, right? Um, we're not really given a ton of context as to why it is the way it is, right? Um, there's We know that there are demons, um, we know that they're dust walkers and we know that they all want to eat humans. Mm -hmm. And otherwise we don't really know why it's so regressive of a society. It, I mean, it seems at first glance that this is like some medi medieval village. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But as you, as you read on, you kind of get the impression that it wasn't like, they don't tell you a lot. I'm sure it goes into it much more further in mm -hmm. the series. Um, but I, there was a couple of moments where I kind of got the impression that maybe it was actually kind of a dystopian. Well, at one point, Rhea actually has, I don't know if you guys caught this, because it's like almost a throwaway line where she's talking about gunpowder and electricity and saying, what would our world have been had we been able to actually continue to progress and innovate? But then mm -hmm. the demons came and we no longer could mine because it's too dark and the, the demons who are afraid of sunlight would hide out in there and they they couldn't. They were so focused on just surviving, they couldn't evolve. Right. Yeah. It's, a, it's almost like the, it's kind of like a metaphor for global warming in a lot of ways, because yeah. it's, it, you, it's biting your own hand to save yourself, right? Like, yeah. um, it's things like she talks about, there's no fucking trees in the village because they can hide in them and jump on them. Right. right? Um, and so, yeah, I think that if, as you describe there's more information in future books. I think that that's fine. I, I think that in this one, it was really hard to figure out what time period it was. Um, like at one point, it's sort of like the way she talks. It felt like, okay, is this like 2000s culture? <laughs> and then there were other times where it was like, why are you using this tool that would not be effective when more effective ones would have been created by this, by this time frame? Um, and so I'm sure if they go into that more, it's more effective but she goes into it a little bit more um especially in the third book and i don't want to like obviously explain or ruin anything if you go on to read those books um i guess i didn't really feel as taken out of it um because i remember when i first read this book it was about the same time i was watching or had just finished watching attack on titan which is an anime um it kind of has a very similar vibe to it as far as there is the world and then some big monsters come and the world regresses and becomes solely focused on surviving against those monsters. Mm -hmm. So like I got the, it doesn't fit any time period because it like is completely out of time as far as our concept of that is concerned. Right. Yeah. And I, I kind of get that from like, and also maybe get the impression that like while things might have, um, you know, progressed since the demons came, everything stopped. So that might be yeah. also why they, they lost the ability to do certain things because 
they she I think she says that the demons have been there for like three hundred years at this point. Yeah, that's about right. It's like two, three hundred years ago. So you would over the time period of not doing it, people would lose the the knowledge of doing certain right. things. Well, and you can't travel, right? Because the demons hunt at night. So you you can't travel between villages unless you're either very armed or like a demon slayer who has that ability or one um, of the the clerics that are like oh the priests yeah because they apparently taste <laughs> their magic tastes terrible i'm still trying to figure out what those fucking priests are man they creep me out there's there's like some vibes that i'm like what are you well they they do talk about how our our male protagonist in the story takes advantage of that um in order to get as many brides as possible is uh he he will just like be like here's here's your magic seal that says no demons no no um i'm gonna go give it to the next town in 10 years Mm um bye (laughs) Uh, and then he also kind of explains to you the negative of that is because once that seal is gone after 10 years, it's almost like the demons swarm that village. Right. Yeah. Which, like, probably not, there's no guarantee, obviously, but there's a very good chance if they've been doing this in this village for a very long time, that's maybe why yeah. <laughs> fucking Rhea's family's dead. Um, but that doesn't matter because he fucks so good. <laughs> Well, she didn't live in the village. Her family lived outside of the village in the forest or right on the edge of the forest. Sure. Yeah, they weren't they weren't under the protection spell. No. They had their own their own protections that they had set up and everything, um, which apparently got broken. And that's why her family got attacked. And the only reason she didn't get attacked is because she doesn't feel fear the way most people do or as strongly as most people do. Yeah. So they didn't notice her because she also wasn't stupid enough to make her presence known, which is saying something because she was six. Yeah, she was itty bitty. Like, mm-hmm. I would have been too stupid to not make my presence known. Yeah, but you grew up in that, right? When you grew up being told before you even even understand to hide and be quiet no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, suppose, that's just yeah. what you do. Well, it didn't sound to me like that was what she was taught, though. Um, it, like, it read as if that was a reaction and it was something she was ashamed of she wouldn't be ashamed of it if that was what she was taught to do and like i think that she just panicked you know and hid in a corner and that's why she feels guilt over it like if it was like her dad said go hide in the corner and she did that the the same level of guilt would not be there maybe not to the extent that she has it um but yeah you're right it kind of sounds like she just froze Mm. and wasn't found uh but, you know, Orpheus even points it out. He's like, well, what would you have done? You would have just gotten eaten. Right. Yeah. When she's freaking out about it and she's she's saying that it's all her fault. And he's like, what? Like, no offense, but like, what good would you have been? You were six. You'd just be you, dead now. You'd just be dead. Being very careful in this subject because like, I, I love world building so much. It's one of my favorite things. And I just want to scream about all the stuff that you guys don't know yet. And so I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Thank you, because I am going to read these. Oh, well, I, I will say this about the world building is that I, I hope that she like corrects errors in, in future books. And that's what makes you so excited about the world building. But a lot of this world building had a massive amount of holes. Um, 
like there was a lot of well just because what do you, which which parts well it's like okay um demons gain humanity right from eating more humans and why just because they do well i think that part um is so demons as they consume whatever they're consuming gain the traits of it right so if they consume enough deers they might have hooves or antlers and so as they consume enough humans i think it's less that they like gain humanity but they gain the intelligence of a human brain Mm -hmm. and so depending on your inclinations that might provide you more humanity like orpheus but there are plenty of demons that don't really have the compassion that he sometimes feels well and that's one of the things that i i struggled with throughout the entirety of the book where i was like why should i feel any compassion towards this character the only Mm. reason he's capable of it is through fucking murder and like if you strip away that you know oh he's a monster and he doesn't know better and he's just an animal right like strip that away and you have literally an american psychopath right there's no difference um you have the hills have eyes and so it's hard to find that attractive in any way because i'm just sitting there looking at it like so he not not only would he have eaten you gladly um he as soon as like you fuck up he's like i'm gonna eat that bitch (laughs) well except he didn't right? he didn't because he got lucky at the beginning he did yeah with Rhea, he got very lucky mm-hmm. a lot of times um but he actually felt regret for the other humans he had eaten as far at least the other like companions brides whatever that he took i mean that was kind of the the plot of the that little arc of the um demon of sorrows or arachnid of sorrows is when she shows up or when when Orpheus finds that demon who has the ability through some magic from some priest or priestess she ate to like play on people's emotions, she brought up the emotions of Orpheus like killing his previous brides. Right. Well, and also it 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 you do end up finding out that through most of the book, I assumed that he ended up accidentally because he went into some sort of bloodlust you know Mm -hmm. um that he accidentally ate most of them and you kind of find out that that actually isn't what happened it happens to some some run away and get eaten by other demons that are in the void forest Mm -hmm. and some get kidnapped and killed by the demon king which actually you kind of find out is was the vast majority of them yeah except that he had to have killed a certain amount of humans to get to the point where he could interact with Catherine is that what it is yeah yeah Catherine um I think though like I guess the reason that I forgive all of that or like don't get freaked out or whatever by it um is because he doesn't have the ability at least for a good portion of that to not so until he eats enough people to have the intelligence to recognize what he's doing and the emotions that come along with that if he is just an animal Right. Nothing. You don't fault a bear for eating somebody or attacking somebody that steps into their territory. But if a gorilla killed a thousand people and then suddenly became sentient, your reaction to that wouldn't be, oh, I want to cuddle with it. That might not be your reaction, but it would be some people's (laughs) to be. I mean, to be honest, like I'm not trying to like just like talk uh, and be devil's advocate to you, but that would be a lot of people's reaction to it or some people's reaction to it. Uh, would be well you didn't know better up until now now you know better 
And even with Orpheus, he isn't always in control of himself because of the bloodlust. So that's just just my response. I mean, fair enough. Like, here's the thing. I I, I get the, the, believe it or not, I do get the appeal. I get why people like it. Um, I just, this, uh, the problem I have with Orpheus is honestly the problem I have with Rhea. Where mm. anytime he does something wrong, he's, and same thing for her. She's treated they treat each other like they're pets like hey don't poop on the floor that's not right that's no good don't don't do that <laughs> um but then like which i'm sorry anytime you treat anyone like a child that's the least sexy thing to me in the world um but uh the the reverse side of that is that he is always forgiven his outbursts and outrage and literally once again if you make this a human man no like that's not okay right no no it wouldn't be that's the point though of reading it from a monstrous perspective with all of these additional like things of the bloodlust and and growing up isolated even more than she was mm-hmm. um so that's yeah if this was just a person in the woods fuck no but it's not just a person a human in the woods well if you make a comparison to let's let's make him instead a pretty boy right um, a good comparison would be Lestat. A lot of people find Lestat hot uh, as hell, right? <laughs> I love Lestat. He's terrible, but I love him. Um, so, so here's the, the the thing: is I would consider Lestat in the same category, right? Um, but the difference is, uh, Anne Rice went out of her way to make Lestat like the most attractive possible. Yeah. And and in this book she actually actively goes out of her way to try and make him like the antithesis of what norm what like is typically the normal romantic lead right so like he's he's got sort of human appendages in certain places um he's he's got fur he doesn't have a face he doesn't have lips which is like one of the most androgynous not androgynous (laughs) what the hell erogenous um, <laughs> zones right um and like uh he his uh th- i mean there's a whole fucking description of him at his rib cage is outside of his body his uh, uh he's he's got fur in weird places whatever like i'm not gonna keep going but then just when you're like okay that's fine whatever i can accept this he doesn't have a face okay he has a fucking skull for a face. Okay, 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 okay. And then she's like, you want to hear about the dick, though? Oh, the dick. <laughs> I'm very intrigued by the dick. I was, I was just waiting for Danny. I was like, this seems like a Danny response. Although I will say, missed opportunity with the dick. I, I think it, if your dick it requires, like, a page and a half of description, maybe you went too far. <laughs> No, nah. no, I nah. was really excited about the dick. <laughs> oh um, but I do think that there was a missed opportunity in all of the sex scenes because there are tentacles connected to the dick. And all they seem to do is hold her into place. That's and because like, they're not for her pleasure. Well, they do play with her clit. But I think that there could have been some backdoor action that happened with the tentacles. Just saying. Read the third book. Oh, Okay. Never mind. I, I retract say. my statement. But Here, here's what I really want Danny's take on, because I literally wrote a note uh, on my Kindle uh, for Danny, uh, where I was like, "Oh no, no tail action though." 
I am upset that there was no tail action. You're going to introduce a tail. Because he, and he then does you're not going to use tail, it. But there was no tail, tail action. Read the third book. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Danny will be uh, hidden away next weekend. Just uh, going to put that out there. <laughs> Just put a pin in that. I um, think the, the I, though, getting back to the dick, I don't think I would be that bothered by it if the entire purpose of it wasn't like making uh, over and over again. Like she made this comment. Over and over again, both the Rhea and uh, Catherine, that like his he used his dick to change their bodies, and I was like, that's not a physics. <laughs> no, he uses his magic. It's whatever, man. <laughs> I knew that you would hate. Like I, I, I was hate reading it that part so and, much, and I was like, Wales is gonna hate this I, part. <laughs> I hate it. It's so stupid. I'm sorry. Like, it's I magic. Get that this is a magical world, and they have different rules and whatever. But like. I don't care if you are God's gift to women. You changing my body so I can take your dick. So I can take that dick. No, no. That's that's a murderable offense right there. <laughs> I guess the one reason that I not liked it, but at least I appreciated it, is we, there's so many monster romances where they got the big ass schlong, the big boy. Um, and it just somehow works. I don't like that either. <laughs> and at least this time she was like, listen, monster dick. You cannot have a monster dick that's like your forearm and have that fucking fit the human vagina. That would be fine. But then they're like, no, no, I'm ruined for everyone forever. Like your magic has to stretch out her hoo-ha perpetually for all time. <laughs> Get uh, real. Again, you need to... I need to stop saying this, but you need to get through the third book. I just I there are I so many. All of your problems and all of your concerns well, okay. about tail action. Why are do I gotta wait through two, three books before you answer your own questions? Because not okay. I guess I I I get what you're saying. I really do. But this book is already like 500 pages. Oh, it could have easily been 200 pages less. Oh, I don't think so. I oh, loved I every so. I loved moment it. of it. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. It was so boring. Really? It was oh, so boring. I loved it. Oh, my God. We are fundamentally <laughs> not on the same page on this one. I'm sorry, gals. Oh, I, I know. hated it so much. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Like, I... Uh, anyway. That's the good thing about this podcast, though. Like, we don't have to like. No. No. Well, and that's the thing. I'm not shitting on you guys for liking it. I just don't understand. <laughs> I adored it. I loved it all. I wanted tail action. I wanted tentacle action. Apparently, I will get these things in book three. So, yay. Um, I am with you on that. Like, if you're going to have tentacles, put them to use. And, I mean, she did a little bit. They, they, they did some clip things. They held on. But I'm like, there's a, a brown thing. Jesus <laughs> Okay. Could have. It's... You need to wash your asshole. <laughs> Should not be brown. Well, depending on your your skin tone, but for Correct. white ass bitches like us, it should. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, there, there's a back door that could have used some attention, but I feel like it was a missed opportunity. But I agree. Uh, I, way, well, I, I expected uh, with it being so long, we would get there. <laughs> I will say I really and I love a good like washing scene. I and, did like that. And you get a lot of those in this really? book. I thought 
I, I figured Danny would like the bath time. I thought Wiggles, you would hate bath time. No, I love the bath time, which is why I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe Liz is right. And then <laughs> betrayal. Because they're like, let's spend an hour describing the world's worst dick. Um, <laughs> um, let, let me just put my fucking tentacles into your legs and scar your bitch ass. <laughs> like, okay. Because the bath time, I was like, oh, it's a slow build. It's like there's a lot of tension because they don't know if the other one is like enjoying it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's not supposed to like it. Like that was good. It, it should have kept that energy. That's all I'm saying. Instead, I can take this dick. <laughs> I <laughs> I like oh, the dick. <laughs> You're wrong, Wigs. Okay, okay. The man has a slit that it hides up in and then comes back out when he's ready. And it can't be outside a slit for very long. Yeah, there are plenty of animals in nature that have that. It chafes. That doesn't mean I want it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm not trying to ruin this for you. I'm sorry. Oh, you can't. I'm going to shut up. You can't. You tell me. You tell me what the, the what you liked. I, I like the good stuff. I've already talked enough. Danny, you talk. I love a good eating out scene, and this was a good eating out scene. That she, his tongue intrigues me immensely because it sounds like he's got a very long. Yeah. Well, apparently it can reach her cervix. Yeah. Yeah. That that was the only thing that like sometimes brought me a little bit out when he was when she mentioned it like hitting your cervix, and I'm like that doesn't feel good i have noticed in a number of romances and spicy scenes they talk about bottoming out or hitting the cervix and i'm just like that's not comfortable no that that hurts like a bitch like yeah. is it com- i mean not having a dick of my own it doesn't sound like it would be super comfortable to hit the head of your dick against something hard like that immovable yes yeah. It's not hard, hard exactly, but you know what I mean. Like, well, it ain't going anywhere, right? Right, right. It's going anywhere. <laughs> it, I mean, it is a stop point. Let's yeah. put it that way. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's the and that that I have a gripe about a lot of romance novels when yeah. they mention mm-hmm. hitting the cervix. I'm like, but see, that's not enjoyable. That's not like hitting a fucking G spot. Like that fucking hurts. Don't want to hit my cervix. There's a reason we don't want to get a pap smear. Guess what? It sucks. Well, there's a line in one of my favorite shows, and I've talked about it before, uh, and that's Ted Lasso. Um, and there's a character on there that's got the girls going crazy. Um, so whenever you get around to it, um, well, well, let me let me be completely clear. This is another one of those shows where like there ain't nobody who ain't at least a little hot. But that's that's neither here nor there. That's not the point. But <laughs> there's there's this character who's flirting with this other girl. And apparently the tabloids have reported that he um, has girls he slept with report that he has a curve in his dick. And she's like, is that true? And he's like, no, I just moved my hips. So it feels like a gone curve. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the energy I want you bring into these romance novels. Oh, Kent. <laughs> uh, Pappy Roy has Kent. a full on like love of Roy Kent. Who doesn't? Once you meet him, you're like, yeah, man. um although if i'm being completely honest my my two big crushes from that show are sam and danny rojas you maybe don't know them yet no i don't know okay i've not seen anything of ted lasso so i got no clue 
Lots of cute boys. Lots of cute boys. And girls, but lots of cute boys. Anywho. So give me less 12-inch dick and give me one that knows how to move his hips so it feels like there's <laughs> <curve in> <laughs> That's just like my only gripe when it comes to those things is I'm like, don't touch my cervix with anything. Like, ow. So we've talked about Orpheus's dick. And we've talked about Orpheus's animalistic, duskwalker nature. But what did you think, like, of just him and his personality? Because, and this is talking about Rhea a little bit, but I really love the fact that, like, Orpheus and Rhea are kind of just mirrors of each other in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, they're both impulsive. They both have terrible backstories and are just trying to find some level of either freedom or comfort in another person just trying to escape what they've known for forever i do like that i also like that they neither of them really has the self-awareness to understand when things are going you know he always assumes she's upset with him yeah and she is not and she doesn't always understand granted he does not um explain but he does she doesn't always understand why he wants her to do the things he wants her to do well, and you understand the reason Orpheus reacts that way to her is because of that fucking Catherine bitch. Because that's what she was. She always hated him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's just kind of like trying to not relive that, which is a very real thing with people who have relationship trauma. They just bring that baggage into the next one. Well, I don't want to diverge from the conversation of their personalities quite yet. But I will say the the way that Catherine is treated in this book feels very victim blamey right like she didn't want to be with him from the very fucking beginning and is acting out of self-preservation and she's made out to be the worst person in this book um it does i'm sorry it's not it doesn't track like it just once again make them human well i agree with you to a point however she then has been torturing him for 300 years if somebody attacked me i would make him pay if i could I think the thing that Rhea does point out is that Catherine never tried to understand him. And obviously, like, what Orpheus did to Catherine, very bad. Um, What Catherine did back to him, not so great. But is it measurably, comparably fair? Because here's the thing. Whether or not we fully, like, recognize it as women, even we have this internal bias to be like, Yeah, but we didn't consider his point of view. And the thing is, at the end of the day, he kidnapped her and, like, encouraged her to have sex with him when she didn't want to and she just wanted to stay alive and she took the first opportunity to escape. And this guy's been murdering bitches left, right, and center to make up for the fact that she is gone, right? She decided, nah, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna fucking kill you. And, like, is it okay? No. But is it comparably bad? No. No. I mean, I do think Rhea does point out something that is important when she just asks Catherine, like, did you ever, like, speak up? Did you ever say no? And while I get what you're about to say, which is it's not her responsibility, and I, I get that, but I I think, like, I don't know. I just think Catherine's a bitch. Uh, I do understand why she is the way she is to a point, but I'm not going to like her. <laughs> But the reason you don't like her is because this author chose to make her unlikable. Well, yeah, that's the point of her is she's supposed to be the antagonist. Right. And 
and I don't that doesn't sit right. You know what I mean? I like no. and and in terms of like did she ever vocalize no she didn't want to? No, but this is also Orpheus 200 years prior. Yes. And he has proven that it doesn't take much to make him snap and go like ape shit. Um, and so do you think that he would have reacted particularly well if she pushed him away? Said, no, don't touch me. I don't know. I I guess I think he would. But then again, um, you know, we don't know what he was like 200 years ago. The only glimpse we get is the unnamed Duskwalker who is supposed to kind of give you a glimpse of what was Orpheus was like at that point. Sure. But he doesn't really take no for an answer, except that he knows that Orpheus would fucking kill him. And he Orpheus has told him, do not touch humans when they say no, because they don't like it. He had to learn that lesson the hard way. Yeah, Orpheus had to learn it the hard way. But the, the Duskwalker, he did learn it by Orpheus telling him, like, when people say no, it means no. Right. Yeah, I, sorry. I'm not trying to be a downer. I just, like, if you, whenever you look at a book, there's a certain lens that you have to consider which is that the author is telling you something even if they're not saying it overtly and this author places the victims um in in the position of being the villains and places the villain in the position of being the hero and and i think that's a very difficult line to 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 walk and not be very intentional about what you're doing because this sends a message even if she didn't intend for it to. Sorry to be a bummer. I'm just like, it. Like you have to be considerate of what you put out into the world. And and we vilified a girl who was kidnapped and assaulted for five years by a murderer, right? It just didn't sit right with me. I, like everything that happened after I met Catherine, I was like, I, I don't even want to read the rest of this book. Very different reaction. Yeah. I think that one of the things about books like this one and anything that you might consider like a, a darker romance, which again, honestly, as far as the romance is concerned, I think this one so far is the darkest. The second one has a lot of other things going on that would be considered traumatic and heavy, but um, it doesn't have the kidnapping or Beauty and the Beast thing in it. Uh, is the exploration from like both the reader and an author's perspective of like things that would never you would never accept or never be acceptable in your life so like pushing those boundaries maybe to a point for some people that is too much is part of the book is to explore that and what you may or may not enjoy in that and i know i agree um because there are quite there are many many things that i have read and thoroughly enjoyed that I would never want to happen in real life or to happen to anybody in real life. Right. I just, I swear I'm on a watch list somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> like that somebody's going to look at that at my like past reading and be like, the fuck girl. <laughs> From the standpoint of like, I, I think everybody should be able to read whatever they want. Like if you want to read haunting Adeline or whatever the fuck it is, um, read away, man. But thinking about the dark romance that we read last right uh the peter pan one uh, hooked. Hooked. Oh, thank you um i don't think that uh it was as easily to easy to misconstrue as being a happy ending i mean it like they did portray it that way but like it was also like this is fucked up you just murdered your dad <laughs> <laughs> like this isn't uh something we should aspire to right um 
and the, this is uh, kind of ends in a they went off into the sunset and lived in their cabin you know what i mean like yeah so well and they're I, gonna put the 10 year thing around their cabin so that they can travel together which is very sweet and adorable um doesn't protect villages raya okay so we've talked about orpheus being morally gray Rhea, I think, is even more morally gray than him because she should know better. Agreed. She yeah, is agree. so quick to be like, yeah, murder them bitches. I'll I give know. Yeah, she is. I really didn't think that she would go for that when he was like, I'll kill them all. And she was just like, yeah, let's do this. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then at the end of the book, <laughs> she brings it back up. Like he is done and passed, passed it or whatever. And she's like, so you said that you would murder them? And he's like, well, yeah, if you want. And she's like, yes, please. She's like, can I watch? I know. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I even like, like, at one point when Catherine's like trying to talk to her about it, like, and is trying to get her to like open up about what she thinks is her trauma, right? Yeah. Um, she's, she's like, uh, you, you know, they eat, they eat humans. And she's like, yeah, but not me. And I'm like, bitch. I know. Um, you are a horrible person. <laughs> well, to be, okay. To play devil's advocate, because yes, she is kind of a horrible person in that aspect. She had a lot of trauma involving that village. Like, they literally threw shit at her and wouldn't let her speak and stuff for 20 years. Oh, so, like, yeah. I understand. I'm not saying it's right, but I understand the impulse. <laughs> well, she's like, he ain't my trauma. Guess what? Yeah. Them bitches be my trauma. I also think, too. Um, oh, shit. I can't oh, no. Liz mentally blue Did it screens. get lost in the abyss of tentacle tick? Tentacle tick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it can't be choke sex this time. Damn, I wish there was a little choke. There was just a little smidgen? Uh, okay, here's here's the thing. Uh, we'll come back to you, Liz. We need to address this. Yes. <laughs> so, I think that, that there was also that aspect of... N- the tail disappointment, mm-hmm. um, but also the choke sex disappointment. He chokes her at the very beginning and she kind of likes it, even though she fucking hates him. Uh, well, he doesn't choke her. He holds her by her throat. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, and I was like, okay, so this is going to come back, right? No, it did not. Technically, he did choke her once, but it was with his tongue going down her throat. Yeah. Correct. And there was one yeah, moment right. where they like briefly mentioned his hand around her throat. And he was just kind of like holding on to her. Like, and I'm like, okay, okay. Just go the extra step, though. I was like, okay, just a little. It doesn't have to be hard. Just a little squeeze. A little bit. I, you know I love me some choke sex. I think Orpheus was way too scared of actually hurting her to ever do that. I mean, agreed. I don't think his character could have done that intentionally anyway. Well, Orpheus, like, I, I know we're going back to talking about Orpheus again. But, like. He is he, the main character. He, so. is, he is a. He's like con- a little bit um, bipolar in his like reactions to things where he's like, I must be super gentle. And then he's like, you almost hurt yourself. Rage. And you're like, okay, <laughs> that, that doesn't that. Okay. 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 <laughs> I, yeah, I did yeah. laugh that she lost her virginity to his tongue. Right. Which, okay. So here's the, the thing uh, until she like put it that way. I was picturing his tongue differently. Um, in my mind, it was like um, thinner, more like a more like a snake, and that's why it had the length to wrap mm. around. And then I was like, "Wait, so is it more like a stump?" And it's like, Whoo! I think no, I think it is more like uh, I think more like a cow's tongue, maybe just like really but just broad like really, and flat. like venom, maybe 
the character yeah, from Spider-Man. Maybe, yeah. 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 Yeah, that makes sense. It's just he's got a long snout and a big head, so he's got a lot of tongue in there. Oh, okay. So I got a bitch about him one more time, but this is probably the last time. Oh, right. Sure. Um, well, okay. Last time about his physicality. Uh, um, why did she think it was going to be sexy for us to get the visual of him taking his tongue out and looking up his nose? At that note, because he was, so it, there's a part where he's like, can smell her, her yeah. arousal, right? And she sees him, t- like, take his tongue while his eyes are purple and lick up his snout almost like he's, the way she describes it, I remember it vividly, is almost like he was trying to taste it the way it smells. And I was like, mm-mm. <laughs> that man's going for for boogers? And yet I'm supposed to be turned on by that? <laughs> he doesn't have that. I didn't yeah, think but it don't matter. No, it I don't mean, matter. I didn't picture it that he was sticking his tongue up his nose. I pictured it like... Yeah. He lulled it up. No, and, like, she down. describes it like going like slip, slip, slip up the up the nostril hole, and I'm like, ew. I guess I did. I, I was more with Danny. I didn't really picture that, especially because like, uh, he doesn't have the cartilage and such of a nose, so it's just a hole there. Anyway, not attractive. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm just gonna stick my tongue up in my face. Mm-hmm. I guess I like I pictured it more that he like ran it across the top of the skull portion right. not going into his nostril or like oh. over well, the top of the nose hole not necessarily like up into his brain i don't know i like that that was a moment i well, that was one of the moments where i almost was like liz what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> this ain't, like if we're gonna do monsters that's fine but at least they could not be gross <laughs> i guess okay aside from that um i found him the same way Rhea found him attractive in this kind of just like ethereal, like very much not human, but humanoid-ish, like interesting way. Not like the attractive of like, oh, look at that hot stuff over there. But just like, what are you? What do you do? What that thing do? What that thing do? <laughs> <laughs> and then you find out. And I was like, ooh, that's what that thing do? I, I. Liz, you made me so happy right there. Yeah, I My quoted D&D you. character says that all the time. Hey, you say that all the time. It's not just your D&D do. character. Danny says that. That's true. I did, I did like, here's a positive. I did like the first eating out scene. I thought that was like. When she was sleeping? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I didn't love that. Uh, but I did love the, like um the lead up to it right she's having that mm-hmm. dream where it's like it feels like he's everywhere and then he kind of becomes everywhere right a little bit and um you know creepy say, vibes aside i did really enjoy that scene. i will say in defense she was not asleep when he started eating around correct correct, correct. But, he had uh, permission yeah <laughs> unlike ice planet barbarians unlike ice planet barbarians so i mean when i when i said earlier that i found it boring or that they could cut like a couple hundred pages really for me a lot of it came down to the domestic everyday stuff i just it couldn't hold my interest because i wasn't interested in the couple and so like those little moments that are supposed to be cute or whatever i was like can we can we go can we can we get to whatever like obstacle is gonna happen see and for me that was probably my favorite part like once jebez jebez 
I like Jeebus. The, I don't think that's how you pronounce it. But that's I don't how think I'm that's how you pronounce it, it, but it is how I am going to now. He Jeebus. Uh, anyway, whenever he shows up, our demon king, the the hottie, quote unquote, uh, I did. I I I was like, let's get past this. Go back to just like being in their house and figuring out how to like I don't know make your magical protection trinkets and shit. Like I loved the domestic stuff. Oh, well, I wanted to get past Jeebus too. <laughs> uh i just because he he was really annoying <laughs> it was really annoying and i love that how she defeated him was to punch him in the nads i mean yeah. you go girl she, well not even the nads he said specifically she punched me in my slit seam he says seam whatever it's called <laughs> called- <laughs> i love that that's how she i mean she she took a low blow and she did what she had to do to be able to warn him that he was in danger see i wish she would have taken it like you've already been you've done the gross out factor up to this point take it one step further punch up through the seam get him in the balls that are up in the seam <laughs> take it take it there right we've already come this far what she have, have to some punch fun with it. down well yeah i don't i think at that point, she couldn't uppercut. She would have had to do. She'd have to take a knee to uppercut. She'd have to team Tebow and then uppercut. Fine, do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to see. Okay. <laughs> At that point, I was like, "You already done so." She put in so much effort in some of the writing to like make Orpheus seem gross that I was like, "Okay, let's go. Let's do more gross shit." <laughs> I think the interesting thing is. You are saying she made Orpheus seem gross, and I'm like, she made Orpheus seem interesting. Like, same. Yeah. I didn't interpret any of that to be gross or the domestic shit to be boring. Maybe that just, just isn't your fucking style, man. I don't think it is. Well, and it also kind of speaks to our different likes a little bit, their wigs, because you are, you tend to be, I think, a little bit more of a, a contemporary romance. Those are kind of the ones you've been choosing and everything. I think. I think it, what it goes to, really, where you're talking about the differences between us, Danny, I think it comes down to what is a fantasy for us, and our yeah. fantasies are yes. different. Yes. I I lean much more heavily into the dark romance than both of you, really, but... Oh, for sure. But especially more so than Wiggles. <laughs> Liz, is, Liz is like, I'll, le- I'll lean into that with you a little bit, but... Or more so, and then Wiggs is like... I will try. Yes. Um, <laughs> if you give me a give me a dark romance that doesn't make me feel gross, I will celebrate it till the cows come home. I promise you. Well, I'm sorry. I'm I'm yet to find one that doesn't make me feel a little gross. <laughs> well, I think that's a little bit that's part, part of it. That's yeah. kind of part of dark romances. It always it kind of always takes you to a place that you absolutely would not like. Is this yeah. a fantasy for myself in real life? Fuck no. Honestly, quite frankly, a romantic relationship at all is not somewhere that I want to be in my real life. But um, dark romance definitely wouldn't be the top of my game for my personal life. No, but it is definitely the top of my game for my reading materials. I think, too, it also comes down to what you like in a book in general. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw this TikTok once and I really wish I knew who the TikToker was, but it was so long ago. But he explained that books have different like buckets. So you have world building, character development and relationships, um, plot, 
and then like writing style itself. I, I think it was only those four. And depending on what genre you're reading, it will give preference to different things. If you're reading like the classic epic fantasy tale, it's world building and plot. Those mm-hmm. are going to be the two biggest things. Whereas when you're reading a romance, your biggest thing is going to be characters. So depending on what you find valuable or, or interesting in in like your own stuff, it's going to change the book you like. I love world building regardless of where it comes from. One thing I, I would love to get your guys' perspective on is, in your mind, uh, is is this a happy ending? Do we feel good for Rhea? Do we feel good for Orpheus? Or um, is it a happy ending because it ends with them together and that's the only thing that makes it happy? I do think it's a happy ending because mm-hmm. she does, like, as opposed to the, like, we're going to stay together in this, you know, tiny home because that's what he wants to do and everything it, it he it, they are branching out together be allowing them to go and do things that both of them would like to do that he also couldn't do because because he got her soul mm-hmm. he no longer hungers he doesn't mm-hmm. have that ravenous hunger where he's going to attack anybody just because they got a fucking paper cut um and so they are allowed then to go and explore the world together and different realms if they want to because now they do know that there is a different um, realm and everything that they could do. I don't know that they're planning on going anywhere near that or anything, but that is a possibility. And because he now has his companion, he doesn't need to um, set up the protections on the villages anymore right. to obtain a companion. Um, so he they can set it up on their house and they can their house will be protected so it's not going to be completely destroyed and like her f- food options and stuff aren't going to be completely destroyed because they're gone for a certain amount of time. So I kind of I kind of like that they they get to branch out and learn new things and travel together and everything, which is something that they wanted to do. Yeah, so I'm a little uh, biased or not. Well, I'm at more than a little biased, but I also know the next several books and they do show up periodically in them. But just looking at this book, I would say yes um, for what Danny said, right? So, and we didn't touch on this yet, but uh, Rhea giving Orpheus her soul, which she does when she's dying because of the Demon King, completely removes all of his, like, problems. Like, he can be around people now. He's not going to hunger. She also has all the freedom in the world because even though she can get hurt, if she dies, she just comes back because she's a phantom. So she gets what she always wanted, which was the freedom that she never had. And he gets what he always wanted, which is to basically have like control over himself and companionship. So even though like the fact that they are together is a series of fortunate or unfortunate events, um, that's kind of just life. And I think they do live happily ever after. I will say that I don't love that they apparently can't be away from each other for more than a day. Yeah, that's a little bit of a bummer. That I don't love because, like, I love many people in my life, but you bitches need to leave me alone for more than a day. (laughs) Like, it'd get old real quick, I feel like. Well, I think, uh, you know, the way she's put this in the book, that's that's a good thing, too, right? Because they've been alone for so long. Um, But yeah, like you say, uh, not for me. So Wiggles, what about you? I'm assuming you have a different perspective on their happily ever after. 
No, I, I, I just, um, I think it's, it's open to interpretation. I think as far as these char- two characters are capable of being happy, this is what happiness looks like for them. Um, I don't think Rhea would have made that choice, um, at least for a while, if it wasn't mm-hmm. life or death. Oh, to give her soul to Orpheus? Yeah. No, I don't think she would have done it. No, maybe even so ever. Right. Um, unless she knew she had to for her own protection, and I don't think that's because she didn't love Orpheus and want to give or be with him. I think it's just like that it's was your soul. Well, and she right. didn't want to live forever. That's one of the things she says in there. She's like, I don't want to live forever. Right. Uh, I'm like, same bitch. Living 30 years was hard. Because the only way, as far as we understand, Duskwalkers die is if their skull gets destroyed. So Orpheus is, we don't know how old, but he's at least 300 years old. I think maybe the other reason I was sort of like, okay, can we keep it going? I was more interested in the the owl witch lady than I was like anything they were doing. I was like, who is this woman? Give me more of her. <laughs> uh, I do think that that has been one of the books that the author Opal Rain has added to her maybe right is a prequel of the witch owl and the void father guy. Yeah. Which I'm excited. For that, that to me is more interested interesting than their, their domestic bliss. Um, but you know. And their domestic bliss. Sorry. I don't know why that struck me. It's so funny, but it did. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we haven't talked about um the Wish Owl at all, who is Orpheus's mother. Mommy. Mommy dearest. He does not know it. I love how sarcastic she is, though, because she lured Rhea away from him in the middle of the demon city. Yes. And got her to go into a bookstore and then found a book of fairy tales and put a a uh, feather, feather in under Beauty and the Beast. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Witch Owl is very interesting to me in a lot of ways because, like, she is neither the good or the bad guy. She is, like, she... The reason Orpheus is the way he is is because she basically abandoned him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she also helped save him in a lot of ways by giving him information, but she did it in a cryptic way instead of just being like, here, let me explain how you can improve your life. Yeah, instead of you right. know, sitting down like a goddamn adult and having a conversation with She a gives off Greek god energy, yes. which is like, very much I'll so. help you when it's entertaining for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll also fuck you over when it's entertaining for me. Just, you know, I also guard. will say you do find out that most of the people that he had most, I will say people because they do not specify that it is always a woman. There oh. are men that have come and been his yes. companion as well. He's brought men as well. Um. So most of the people that he has brought that were taken by the Demon King, she took them back out of the castle. I don't remember that part. The Owl but Witch saved them. Did she? Mm-hmm. She talks. The, the Witch Owl, she talks a lot in cryptic language. <laughs> I'm just like, bitch, what you saying? The Demon King says it, though, too. Mm-hmm. I do know that she comes to rescue um, her third son, uh, it's briefly mentioned the ram-horned duskwalker. Yes, the Demon King. Well. Does it ever explain if there are lady duskwalkers? They have not shown up yet, but uh, at the very end, the witch owl does say that whichever gender they consume first dictates their gender. But so far, it's only been so it's like males. Munchkin. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like Munchkin. Yeah, <laughs> I will say a little bit that makes sense. Um, 
not to be sexist, but if they are living in a little bit of a regressed society, it would be highly more likely that males would be out of the villages, out of protection. Right. Than females would. Um, God, I hate saying females. I know. Yeah. The the F-bomb was dropped in in this a couple of times and I was like, gross. (laughs) Um, But I will say that, like, again... Not to be sexist, but in a more regressed society, it would be more logical that men would be out of the village more frequently than women would be. So maybe the likelihood that they would be attacked would be higher. No, I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Logically. I mean, women can do anything men can do, but just saying, back in a regressed society and everything. Women can do anything men can do, but if you have somebody actively pushing you into the ground, it's a lot harder. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Also, not gonna lie, like, I can cut firewood, but is my friend's boyfriend significantly better at it than I am? Yeah, sure is. Well, yeah, but he owns and lives on a farm. So yeah. you're comparing city kid to farm kid. It's true. So, okay, I will say this as someone who has been singing the praises of this book, I had a number of gripes with the actual writing style. So did I. Um, I do think that the author gets better in her next few books. I didn't mind the kind of like info dump you got at the beginning because I thought it was necessary. But sometimes where I think it could have been trimmed is some details. It was just like the sentences drag on a little too much. And she repeated some of the same details. Yeah. Like in one point it would be like, um, do I do I want to stay with him? I think I maybe want to. And then two chapters later, be like, do I want to stay with him? I think maybe I do. And it was very like cyclical for the longest time. And I was like, and that's probably why I didn't really like the domestic part a little bit because I was like, God damn it, well, I've already read this. Yeah, I mean, I guess I liked the fact that Raya constantly was going back and forth with her emotions and having conflicting emotions because that felt like what a real person would be like. Mm. But yeah, uh, just. That's kind of really my only gripe is just the writing needed cleaning up. Mm-hmm. I think you could probably take like at least 20 pages off just getting rid of the repeated thoughts. And not yeah. just like Rhea's thoughts. I mean like the author's thoughts. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, we, we know that. You you told us that like 10 times now. Yeah, yeah I can see that. And I, I do get that. I didn't notice it as much and maybe... You noticed it more, Liz, because you've read it before, and maybe yeah. Wiggles noticed it more because she wasn't enjoying the book as much, whereas I was like, tell me about all of this smut. <laughs> um, but I can see where, yeah, the writing style could be cleaned up a little bit, and it could just be a, a learning curve as far as she was concerned, as far as, is this one yeah. of her first books? Um, no. No. <laughs> I, think, I know she's a couple more than this, or a couple before this. For me, I I always notice when a writer is, I don't want to say weak because that's not right. Um, when it they are ill edited, I'm gonna put it that sure. way, and it always it takes me out of it. It makes it really hard to enjoy the book. Um, and so things like her not making it, she I don't think there were times where she knew which perspective she was talking about. Like there was a line early on in the beginning. Where Orpheus says, like, made mention to what his own head looked like. There's no goddamn mirrors. How do you, how do you know, bro? Like, you, where's this coming from? 
And it's like clearly a line that was meant to be Rhea's. And then she just, because she doesn't have clean perspective cut off, mm-hmm. she just flip flopped back around. And it's things like that that really take me out of it. Cause then I got to stop and figure out what's going on. And I think part of the reason I, I have such a big issue with this, and this is something I've talked about before, is like if you have sloppy writing style, it makes it really hard for people who already have to work harder to read. Right. Like we have grammar rules for a reason and it's for the mass communication of it and when you don't follow that because you think you don't need to or you're too good for it or or um or your story surpasses the need for rigid structure that's fine but that does also in my mind make your book not as good my gripes are far smaller than that because i just have some pet peeves um Mm. that are like I can't stand it when a sentence is to run on. Yep. When you explain something and then you say, because blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you didn't need to say that because that was inferred or even told in the previous sentence. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Or, and this is the smallest pet peeve. I hate it when words are repeated. Yep. So if that. you, so if you say something like, oh, his arms are so strong. And I'm so excited for his arms to be wrapped around me. I'm like, no, you used arms in two sentences back to back. You got to change it up. Or overused throughout yeah. the book. That also gets to my goat. Because I'm just like, listen, if you're just going to describe this thing the same fucking way, then just say that, like, if you're going to describe the candle as green, and then the next time you say the green candle, and then you say the emerald candle, fucking just say that the candle that's been sitting on the table is still fucking there (laughs) right like it's just you're you're wasting everybody's time and energy with that kind of shit and that's what i talk that's what i mean when i say like a slow book it's like i'm wading through your nonsense to get to your story yeah fair enough but for me that's a it's a smaller gripe but well i think that's why i can read something like jane austen which some other people would say is slow right like a lot of those uh the classics right are are considered to be so slow reads and they're not action-packed and whatever i can read that all day long because it's well written and the word choices are really considered right and that to me um doesn't necessarily make a good book because if you don't have a good story you don't have a good book right (laughs) that doesn't eliminate that but it it makes the reading process enjoyable. I don't want to read a bunch of five letter words throughout your entire book. Um, I want to read something that engages my mind and makes me think about the world. And if your if your world building is stunted by poor word choice or poor sentence structure, it just it it's hard for me to enjoy it. And that's my rant. Welcome to Wiggles Ted Talk. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Wiggles Ted Talk. Get an editor. Um, I am one of those people that has a hard time with some of the classics, though. And it it very could just be because of ADHD. But, like, for instance, like, Lord of the Rings. I love Lord of the Rings. It's so fucking hard for me to read. Well, a lot lot of, like, amazing stories are written by not good authors. And we praise the author. And it's like, like, okay, so have either of you ever read Frankenstein by Mary Shelley? Yes. Fantastic story. Not a very good book. <laughs> no, it's not. It's 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 actually kind of a terrible book, but it's it's a really good story. Yes, and it's like, and it, it, it makes sense. It's her first fucking attempt at writing, um, and she wrote it in two days, 
at a fucking party where they were like, make up the best scary story you can. <laughs> and she's like, bet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a book that they're gonna be talking about for centuries, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> We've said a lot about editors and getting editors. I will point out for a lot of indie publishers or indie books, getting an editor might not be something they can afford. Correct. So yes. just to like, look, when we're talking about big books that have like really been published by publishing houses and all that, yeah, get a fucking editor, get your editing done. But indie books, I just want to mention that like for some of them and maybe a lot of them, they cannot afford an editor. And I get that. I Absolutely. do completely honestly it's it's bullshit that we're not giving more support to indie authors and i've said that before my frustration is i i'm expected to be forgiving of that as a reader but you're not if you're not then going okay i've made some money from this book so the next one i'm going to improve like yeah it at the end of the day you're still asking for my money you know what i mean like you're still asking for me to to invest in your book series and I just, I don't think it's really fair for for the excuse of I'm an indie author, therefore I can't afford an editor, but you're not allowed to judge me based on that. Oh, like, no, I mean, I get what you're saying for sure, because like, I've read plenty of books that maybe if one decent person who, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he was a lower end editor would have came in, it would have improved it significantly. And definitely for the people who obviously had made a lot of money on it. And it's like, you're just churning out shit still. Like, mm-hmm. maybe you should get an editor. Um, and they probably do. Like, they just need more than one <laughs> or a better one. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I will be your, your. Uh, I will do a one pass through for $200. Send them to me. I will read you to filth. Um, that's uh, <laughs> 555. 555. Eat my ass. Um, or just find us out on TikTok and DM us. And- <laughs> <laughs> Tell Wiggles your fucking Venmo or 200 bucks to read I'll your fucking book. do it, though. Like, I know you would. I fucking would. Yeah, honestly, like, I, all jokes aside, if somebody was like, okay, so I'm concerned about things, be like, send it to me. I will redline the fuck out of that thing. <laughs> you would, too. Oh, my God. If I would. If you want to know Wiggles' credentials, her mother is a high school English teacher. Credentials. And... This bitch had to write a fucking thesis and not your mother, you, me, me. And I had to read uh, the ungodly papers that come from post COVID. So don't even start with me. (laughs) (laughs) See, and this is why I would be afraid to write a book because one, I know you bitches would be like, Dana, give me the book. Give me the book. I'm going to edit it. And I'm going to be like, I don't know that I want to know your opinion of these things. (laughs) I am actively always in the middle of writing i just need to find more time for it same uh i hadn't realized that i got into twenty thousand words on one like book before i put it down but uh and that was a sad and exciting day for me to know that i could write that much and then also that i just it's now trash anyway but i'm expecting like if i ever actually write a book like after i do all of my like re-editing like rereading more and more editing like y'all bitches are fucking you were in line. I don't, I don't. One of my biggest gripes that I've ever had as a student is the simultaneous tiptoeing line of having a, an educator either a like over nitpick a first draft. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I understand that I need to capitalize that T, but chill the fuck out. Right. Um, 
like mark it, but don't be a dick about it, right? Um, or giving me no fucking feedback. I, I you have to. I hate 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 nicety for the sake of being nice because it doesn't help me improve, yeah. and I hold other people to a significantly reduced standard of that same idea. If you want my opinion and you don't want my real opinion, you need to vocalize that. I still won't give you my full opinion because I'm not mean, but I will tell you this isn't right. And if you don't fix it, you're going to regret it. Well, if I ever actually write a book and I ask you to read it before I send it off to a publisher or another editor, I expect you to tear it apart because we'll do if it's supposed to be something that I actually want to like produce and like put out in the world, I need it to be the best I can get it before it gets there. Right. And that's what I don't understand about the choice not to do that. Is, is this the best you could get it? And if it is, you should be showing these books to people who can get it better. Mostly yeah. because it's not, it, I'm not saying change your story. If you've got a good story, keep that story. But like, tell it well. See, this is where I would be afraid to actually like write a book because I don't know that I want anyone in the world knowing what actually goes on inside my brain hole. Here's, here's the thing, Danny. There. there are a lot of people who've written books that um, will never see the light of day yeah. because it's therapeutic. Yeah, and, fair enough. And I think that if that's some, even if you write like a chapter and then you throw it away, like that is, it is, it is very cathartic. I have like 10 books that I started one chapter. <laughs> don't well, wanna, I don't even know what they were anymore. <laughs> I have so many just like 2000 word, like things yeah and it's just like the opening and i'm like what the fuck was i what was this it's almost more like a dream journal at some point of random fucking ideas <laughs> i tell you what though uh if if some something tragic happens and you find those things and you fucking publish them i will haunt your ass <laughs> oh no i'll withering heights this shit is it withering heights that was published after i'm pretty sure it is yeah. yes and i hate it i hate that book i hate it i hate it I hate a lot it. of people don't like it Fuck. A lot of people love it. A lot of people don't I like get what, it. Like, I get that a lot of people love it. I hate it. I've only ever seen the movie. I'm I'm forcing myself to finish it, and I've been reading it for 10 years. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, I'm like, I gotta find out why people give a single fuck. Because I don't. <sighs> anyway. That's how I feel about the Wheel of Time series. But I'm on the second book, and everybody says, the second book is like the worst. And I'm like, okay. But I don't want to read it anymore. And I always get to like 50 pages left in the book. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> I, other than, there are some books that I will force myself through it. I will say, fuck that. But there's a, I've gotten a lot more, um, a lot more vigorous with my, my DNFing. I'm like, there are millions of stories yeah. out there. If you want me to read yours, don't waste my fucking time. Time is precious, man. Yeah. I, I know yeah. I cannot read all the books I want to in my life. So why am I going to spend time reading that? Right. Oh, yeah. There's been many a book that I'm just like, I negatory. Yeah. And like, I'm telling you now. So that grocery book that I read because somebody put it on TikTok and I was like, I have to know. It was, I mean, it was not very long. And so that's the only reason why I read that entire story. But it was, it was, I definitely, if it had been like a full length novel, I would have been like, okay, curiosity satisfied. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I'll be completely honest. I, and I know I'm going to hate it every fucking minute, but I will be reading that Mothman in your butt book. (laughs) Uh, Let let me know how it is then. (laughs) Uh, I got enough. 
I'm sure there will be a rage review. Not rave, rage. I think it's I think it's less than 30 pages. Right. So, That's why so I'm, is that I'm willing one. to tolerate it. Right. So you can like knock that shit out. Sometimes you gotta itch that scratch and find out what the fuck it is. Yeah. I, I literally, that entire grocery store one, I just like, not grocery store, grocery, groceries one, I just literally sat there the entire time with this like weird face. Like, what the fuck am I reading? Yeah, sometimes it's... I it's... don't need to know about the yogurt. Ugh. <laughs> no. Okay. Getting us back to the, this book. Yeah, we should um, wrap it up. Yeah. One of the things I gotta say, and I hope I'm not alone on this one at least whoever the fuck first coined calling semen seed deserves to be punched right in the cooch or the I, dick whatever business you got going down there i don't even need to know just punched yeah I no hate it. that is one of my least favorite things same i am guessing it was like what it was a, not originally called but that's like an older term for it yeah and they were like, oh, this isn't as offensive as semen. No, it is. It's worse. It's gross. <laughs> I think it's just I think it's just made to make it sound like, I don't know, more oldie timey or something. I don't fucking know. Uh, but he uses the word cunt and pussy. So you think he could just say cum. Yeah. yeah same. Yeah. I never do enjoy the word seed. I hate <sighs> it. What is the, there's one part in it where, like, she has to teach him to not call her pussy something else. I can't remember what it is. Well, he called it her well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, on that, on that point, (laughs) Rhea, we agree. (laughs) I was like, thank you. I appreciate you. Yes. Call your cunt, please. (laughs) I will say, I wanted to, to like her more, but she was, like, the prototype of, like, I'm not like all girls. (laughs) Oh, only like add a little bit of trauma. <laughs> well, yeah, Rhea is not my favorite protagonist, but she wasn't the worst. But no, she, she's not the worst. We I definitely had way worse. I I just think like I mean she works for Orpheus. Like she had to be as sarcastic and honestly kind of bitchy uh, in this scenario to stand up to Orpheus. Yeah, and to also kind of have like uh, a a a devil may care attitude mm-hmm. to her own life. Cause there's so many times where she's just like, well, I guess I'm dying today. Okay. Again, I just read it differently than you, but I'm sure part of it is just like when you decide to like something. And of course this was the first book in, in this series that I read, but even rereading it, I already had decided I liked it. So when you make that decision, like yeah. you see everything from a different perspective. I would agree with that. Yeah. I, I went into it wanting to like it because I knew you liked it so much. And I was just like, okay, okay, okay. okay. I knew you wouldn't like it. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I feel like this whole episode's been me bitching. I'm sorry. I am. Please tell me nice things about this book and we'll edit out some of my bitching. I well, I, I think we're at the end though, my dear. Yeah. Oh, well. I, we've said plenty of nice things. Yes, we we've have. said plenty of all over the place things. I think the hardest part about editing this one is our tangents are actually so relevant. Our tangents haven't been like, and we're going to talk about the boys or whatever in our life. Mm-hmm. Our tangents have been like tangents about writing or tangents about world building. Right. And it's yeah. like, those are still useful tangents. Yeah. Those maybe will turn into TikToks or something. Sure. Should we slide into the <clears throat> ending? Uh, sure. Yeah. Slide us in. 
Slide us in. All right. Slide us in like a dick. Like a hot and steamy from the inside. Slide it in like you got tentacles pulling it in. It. Let me. <laughs> God damn it, Wiggle. Okay. <laughs> I regret nothing on that one. He couldn't fit his dick in her ass. That's why it didn't happen, okay? I didn't want his dick in her ass. I just wanted a little tentacle. Oh, he. Okay. He can't control his tentacles. Oh. They play with her clit. Not on, like, not with his, like, they just happen to be there. It's not like he's doing it. I will say this is poor timing, but all I could picture that, so it, the nautiloids in Baldur's Gate are, not like, very helpful. flying tentacles. Like, it's like a jellyfish. Mm. And and then there's an end. And I, I kept picturing that. And I was like, I know this is not the author's intent. I know this is not the author's intent. And I was like, but also, what the thing do? <laughs> I saw somebody on TikTok b- before we slide into slide into the end uh, who had seduced yeah, an <laughs> illithid and mind flare, whatever you want to call him. I did see that. I'm and trying to avoid spoilers. I was, like, I was like, how does this work? It's gross. Uh, I'll tell you that. Uh, the Your only boy- gross part is like, like how there wouldn't be, that would be another situation where mouths cannot collide because illithids have like octopus beaks yeah that suck out your brains yeah literally kiss a death you yeah so it's a mentor a mentor but your boy astarian apparently is a big old sloot <laughs> <laughs> give it up for white-haired elves man <laughs> uh, yeah anyway slide us into home base all right <laughs> <laughs> damn it <Michael. laughs> bravo Thank I'm you. just so tired. Bravo. <laughs> Alright, so should we talk about our ratings for this book? Did you say that on purpose? I don't know. What did I say? You said like ratings, like you emphasize the Raya part of no, the word. I just can't talk today, but I'll <laughs> sure. Let's go. Well, everything's like a pun list. <laughs> I, thought was, I thought it was fun. Sounds like girl who just like lay down five of them or something. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Okay, so okay. our ratings. What are our ratings? Spies. So what do you spies. think of the spies? It wasn't the most extreme, but it was very good. I'm going to give it like a 3.5. I was sitting in I was sitting in 3.5. I just, I don't quite think it tips the edge to 4. Yeah, not quite. It's not kinky enough for that. Yeah. I would also agree with a 3.5. Your romance rating. Oh boy, this is this is where it goes south. I'd give it a three point five again. Wiggles. I want to hear yours first. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good podcast. <laughs> um. Why do you want to hear me first? To be obstinate. Ah yes, that that I believe. <laughs> um, all right, I. I didn't like it, but it's it's good for what it is. I will give it a two point five. Okay. I I I just feel like I'm at a three. Um. Yeah. They weren't the best relationship, but they weren't the worst. They were a broken relationship that brought yeah. together on rocky terms. Like, and I'm here for that. Yeah. Like I could understand a three point five, but I don't know. I'm just I'm feeling a three. So that's what I'm gonna stick with. Overall. I gave it a four. I absolutely loved this book. I also gave it a four. Bum, bum, bum. 
I did not. I'm gonna give it a two. That's okay. Yeah. Um, it just uh, a two is far more generous than I've given some books. So this is not the worst. It's not. It's not that bad. But um, no, it just it it had a lot of problems and not not very many not enough good things happened to counterbalance the things I didn't like. So it's too. so interesting to me because like you didn't like this you're never gonna probably read the next books right i am purposefully waiting to read the fourth book which has been out for a couple months because i know when i read it the rest of the world falls away like when i read this book oh baby you're gonna have a little bit of book depression after yeah yeah so i'm like in like just a completely different category but it's interesting because this one felt like a chore to me but like it even though I didn't really like Hooked, it went by quickly. Must because a fuck ton shorter. Well, that too. It's like this book could have been two hundred pages shorter. No, it couldn't. You know, not like not not if you cut out the domestic stuff because that's the part I loved. Yeah, I love the domestic stuff. Okay, so that brings us to our recommendations. Danny, you got a good one. You got one locked and loaded. Talk to me. I do. It is uh, the Lady and the Orc. It's a monster fantasy romance. It's the Orc Swarm. Uh, series by whom by uh finley finn oh i've seen a lot of that that one yes on the tiki talks it's because it's it's kind of a you know stolen away romance and monster and that kind of thing so i like it wiggles so my recommendations will if if you can get past not having a monster in the story Last um this doesn't really it's she said blasphemy to not having a monster in your story danny i don't even know what the fuck you're talking about there was no tail action (laughs) not enough tail action i give it a two um (laughs) anyway uh so if you if you're open to other types of romances this is a this is like a modern romance and the the way it starts off is pretty funny this girl finds herself uh, getting married to a douchebag and bails out of that situation and goes and hides in this like house that's like up and over the fence from where she was getting married and uh, our man's comes home and is like hello ma'am this is my house um and from there it just gets uh you'll you'll never guess it it gets dirty oh shocker shocker um so kylie scott is who delivers this story for us and it's part of her uh dive bar uh series so yep i don't know exactly why i feel people who liked uh, a soul of keep would like dirty but i get the vibe i get the vibe and that's that's my rec okay so the easy recommendation is just to continue in this series um i have read the first three books four books are out at the time of recording this and the thing i really like is while each book is about a human giving a dusk walker their soul Every way they do it, so far, at least in the three books that I've read, is entirely different. Like, the second book is about the unnamed Duskwalker that we meet in the first one. And he doesn't just repeat what Orpheus does. Like, his situation is very, is entirely different. The third book is about my favorite Duskwalker. Oh, I love him so much. Uh, And each Duskwalker's, like, level of humanity is different. So you get to see all the different, like, ways they could have grown and existed. Um... And then 
my second recommendation, which isn't just like read the rest of the series, is read Convergence by Etta Pierce in the Interstellar Union series. Uh, this is another series that when I read it, the world just falls away. Uh, but the first book is about a human who gets abducted by aliens, except she gets abducted because they need her help to rescue other humans. So it's got a kidnapped vibe, but like they didn't want to kidnap her, but they were like, hey, we, we actually need your help to rescue these other humans who are actually abducted for bad reasons. Hmm. So those so are kind of like a Gandalf showing up at your hobbit hole and going, guess what? I brought some dwarves. Yes. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Yeah. All right, then, folks. So if you like this episode, or even if you didn't, you can still find us out on the socials at Wrong Dust Jackets, or you can find us on our website at wrongdustjackets.com. Please like, share, review, rate, whatever the fuck you can do these episodes out there. Uh, send us your comments and your feedback. We'd love to hear it. Otherwise, that's all we got, folks. Thanks. Bye-bye, y'all. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you.